Good evening, and welcome to the Television Graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or even only one episode. For our second month, we will be exhuming adult animation. These are cartoons meant for people who are not cartoon age. Our first entry, The Exticles. With me, as always, is Noah Houlihan. Boosh! Ugh. Oh my god, guys, I hate this show. Guys, welcome to the shortest episode of this podcast. <laughs> the Exticles, to be fair, ran 22 minutes. Yes. Uh, the Exticles are the backup for Awesome X, who was the pro-slash-antagonist of Frisky Dingo. They then did a spin-off for Frisky Dingo following his henchmen called The Exticles. They aired both episodes back to back as a quasi piloty thing. And that is what we watched and it was short and it sucked. <laughs> so if I may Spoilers, this one's gonna stay doomed forever. If I may, when we decided that this month was going to be adult animation, I immediately said we should do Exticles because I remember watching it in college and then Laura agreed and then I thought about it for a minute and I was like, ooh, Laura's not going to like this show. Laura did not like this show. So before we get through our critiques and things like that, <laughs> let's talk about what goes down in Exticles. First... We get a kick-ass theme song. The world's most elite private mechanized fighting police force. I will concede the theme song is good. Yes. Uh, so then we meet the Exticles and we get our main character, who is voiced by Michael Ian Black. Who's great! I don't. I, I can't believe you didn't have something better to do that day. I mean, this is... I'm trying to think where Michael Ian Black is in life. When did this originally air? 2008. This was 2008. like the height of I Love the 90s. Yeah. He had that Screw You VH1 money. Yeah, exactly. But like... Having money and being a star are very different things. So I think, like, he had to remind people that he was a comedian. And not just a guy who had opinions about what happened in St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, and the Exicles are a superhero team. But they're more like a frat. Yeah, they're all 
um, to a man, because there's only one female character and she's not even human, of course, uh, they're all in... What do you mean, of course? <laughs> like, why would that be obvious? Uh, because it, you said it. It's a frat. Like, the right, only okay, okay. female influence is the computer. Right. Who is essentially rip-off Cortana. Yes. Crossed with Sigourney Weaver's character in Galaxy Quest. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. And I I love, I, I love Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. And that's the only similarity to Galaxy Quest. Including Thing I Love. So, I I believe his character was like Blake, or... Yeah. um, Some other douchebag white boy name. um, Chase Fontaine. Chase! His name was Chase. And he's not the leader, but he's kind of like head bro of the Exticles. And they are basically a frat. They want to get drunk and they want to get party. Uh... The, the president, who is Stan from Frisky Dingo, actually needs help because mountains are being destroyed. By the Exticles. He doesn't know it at the time. And they're like, well, we can call the Exticles. And he said, the Exticles? Are you joking? It's 11 a.m. They're drunk already. And I watched this in college. So I was like, oh, they're making fun of stupid frat guys. All right, I can get him bored with this. Uh... But I'm getting into critique. We're still on plot here. Uh, so we meet Chase, and uh, he, his subordinate, is that the word I want? No. His his leader. Is Jack Taggart. Is, is Jack Taggart. Okay, so there actually is another similarity with uh, Galaxy Quest, because Taggart is the last name of Tim Allen's character. Well, how about that? Yeah. God, they ripped off a thing I love. There's going to be a lot of Galaxy Quest love. Who knew? Uh, so... They're in a situation where uh, Jack is refusing to do anything because his last orders from Awesome X was to wait for new orders. But Awesome X has gone out into space. So until he receives orders, he's going to continue to drift in the Exticle ship into mountains, knowing full well that they will explode soon. And this is my first moment where I kind of felt bad for you, Lara, because I didn't remember how much of this show kind of leaned on you needing to know stuff about Frisky Dingo. And I admittedly had a hard time getting through the two or three episodes of Frisky Dingo I got through. I'm going to bring that up later. Yeah, I hate the show, Uh, guys. But... uh, it's taking off the fact that Awesome X and Frisky and uh, not Frisky and Killface, the two main characters from uh, from Frisky Dingo, ended up going to space with Killface's mom. All right, look, Axe Cop was actually written by a seven-year-old. What was this show's excuse? I. Mm, all right, so Killface and Awesome X. Well, yeah, that's kind of the bit. Ugh. Show's so bad. Awesome X is, is a douchebag, and he's just like, I want to be awesome, so I'm Awesome X. And Killface, I don't know. Is Killface. It, it, it's, a, it's a weird name he gave for himself. Uh, in any case, uh, since they decided that, or since Jack has decided that they are not going to change course, uh, the rest of the Exticles decide that they're going to just party because they're going to have off tomorrow. Because they're going to die, because they're going to crash into another mountain. Which means, 
Bon Jovi Friday. Since we're all gonna die, me and the guys are gonna have some beers on the deck. You know, Bon Jovi Friday. Bon, bon Jovi Friday. Friday. <laughs> we're gonna rock it. We're so doing that. Well, wait, but today's Thursday. No, 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 you don't understand. When you have Friday off from work and you just around all day Thursday, you know what that is? That is a Bon Jovi Friday! Bon Jovi Friday! Oh, hey, we have tomorrow off? Dude, one more crash, we're all gonna die. Yeah, we have tomorrow off. Which is a <laughs> phrase that I continue to use to this day. And I picked it up from you, and I taught it to my interns. A Bon Jovi Friday is when you have when it's Thursday and you have off on Friday. But you just dick around at work all day Thursday. That's a Bon Jovi Friday. Yeah, and I didn't know it came from... It's one of two good things that came out of the show. <laughs> Even a stopped clock is right twice, I guess. <laughs> so I, I love the term Bon Jovi Friday. So anytime I have a three-day weekend, I yell Bon Jovi Friday. It is a phrase in my office. Yeah, I brought it into my office, too. It's like, it is Bon Jovi Friday. So, I love that phrase. Uh, so, they're getting drunk, and they activate the uh, the uh, AI in the ship. Yeah. And did, did the AI have a name? Alex. 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 Uh, which, originally, they thought was a sandwich warmer. Uh, and then... Well, I don't know. I just got the dirtiest look. I didn't catch that joke because I was probably making a note about something else. A sandwich warmer. Well, it's bef- no, it's before the character of Alex even appears. Activate the hologram. Oh, you mean like... Why is there a jelly sandwich jammed in here? Because that's the sandwich warmer. No, that's the optical drive for the ship's hologram. <laughs> All I know is that it keeps a sandwich very warm. Oh, yeah. We, we should get paninis. Yeah. Bon Jovi would disapprove of your attitude right now. Oh, no. And, I, and Bon Jovi's speaking for everybody. You can't argue with JBJ. Okay, better idea. Let's stick our penises in there. Ooh, I love paninises. Dude, you are my least favorite exticle. I love this show. <laughs> Guys, I've never wanted this to be a video podcast before, but I'm doing a lot of office looks that no one can see. Paninuses. I love that clip-wise we're pretty much just going to be airing the whole show. <laughs> With just sounds of me going, Ugh! Yeah, and then over cut it. back to you groaning. Guys, uh, I, this show is terrible. All right, let's, you know what, let's get into it. First one is Operation Mountain Punch. This is yeah. the one we're talking about. And so they kind of have the president hiring them to figure out who's messing up the mountains. Mm-hmm. And uh, they blame the Yetis. They blame the Yetis. Damn Yetis. And they proceed to comically murder a crew member. Yeah, there's a lot of violence as punchlines, which I know is not something you enjoy. No, because it's not... Um, it's lazy. Yes. Uh, violence is a punchline is lazy. Uh, so what ends up happening is there's a crew... This show is lazy. There's a crew member who never knew how to turn his hair... his Take his helmet off. So when he takes it off, he's very hairy. And then he accidentally gets lit on fire. So they spray him with a fire extinguisher. And then he runs into Jack, and all he sees is a hairy man covered in snow, and he yells, Yeti, and shoots him. 
Yeah, oh, and you forgot the delightful punchline. Oh, Holy sh**, Sambora, have you never taken off your helmet? I didn't know how, okay? <laughs> like you're all geniuses? Oh, it's with this guy. Well, how do you even eat? You know, uh, these suits recycle our feces and urine. No, they don't. Oh, no. And it's like, oh, he's been eating his poop and pee. Isn't that hilarious? 12-year-old boys the show is aimed at? <laughs> he's a poo eater. Oh. The show is horrific. Like, it's clearly the style and some of the dialogue. It's proto-Archer. Mm-hmm. Like, the creators of the show went on to work on Archer. Yes. But they clearly, like, grew up. It's kind of the difference between season one South Park and then, like, season, let's say, 15 South Park. Okay. When they start getting better at, like, writing a story. and mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, Archer... Occasionally does have a violent punchline, but, like, is clever as well. This show mm. fails on the cleverness almost entirely. I disagree in that it, there's a lot of puns and wordplay. It's not the best, but, like, they are striving for wordplay. Oh, we're getting to the wordplay in the next yes. episode. Because, Spoiler! not good wordplay. So, in the end, they decide that they've defeated the Yetis, and they move away from the mountains, and then we get an after-credit scene. That could have been really fun. That could have been really fun, where the mountains that uh, the Exticles have destroyed actually did have Yetis on them. Yeah, and, like, a father Yeti is dying in his son Yeti's arms, Mm -hmm. and the son, like, vows to avenge his father. And then a minor character drives by and shoots him. Yes. Hilarity. Let's talk about that minor character real quick. He's a character who the Exticles destroyed his house, mm-hmm. and now he just lives on the ship. Well, this is Mr. Ford. Cool. Yes. Here's the thing about Mr. Ford. Mr. Ford was a staple of Frisky Dingo. And the truth about Mr. Ford is Mr. Ford is his real name, and he was the janitor that worked at the studio where they recorded. And they were just like, I need a guy to to do a voice. And they were like, Mr. Ford, come in here and do lines. And he just mumbled some stuff, and uh, yeah, whatever, what I'm reading it. And they just thought it was so funny that they just kept writing more lines for him. Uh, so and when, this would become Mike Tyson's adventures. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, so there's actually a part where in Frisky Dingo, they're like, Mr. Ford, why are you back again? And he just goes, my ass is everywhere. <laughs> and it was just because they wanted to write him in for more stuff. Mr. Ford would eventually p- appear on Archer. Oh, good. So he ties I'm, all the universes together. I'm not super caught up on Archer. I've seen like... Seasons one and two, and I've enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I watch The Office instead. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, uh, so Mr. Ford is an important character in this world created by this studio. Oh, well, he's cool. Like, yeah. He, like, he's going on a date is the B-plot. Yes, he, he's, he's souping up his car so yeah. he can go on a date. And then there's the second episode. The first episode's kind of stupid, but, like, first episode's... Are always kind of stupid. Yes. Uh, I will remain quiet while Lara explains what happens in the second episode. 
So we open on the president has a statue of himself that has been anally violated. Hilarious. And the president's very upset and calls on the Exicles to solve the mystery. And they decide that uh, the hole in the butt of the statue is too big for a human, so a gorilla must have done it. Mm-hmm. And they decide that it's Rape Ape. Jack. I've got no record of a villain named Rape Ape. Of course there's a Rape Ape. He's that guy who's going around raping these statues. Just put that in the file, access it, and read it back to me. Okay, uh, here it is. Well, what does it say? Rape Ape, that guy who is going around raping these statues. Case closed. Boosh! Good job. That was easy. No, Jack, case not closed. What? If Rape Ape existed, which, to reiterate, he doesn't, You'd still have to catch him. Okay, fine. Then what about this guy below Rape Ape? Mm-hmm. Rapier Ape? Yeah, and look at his name. Rapier Ape. He's obviously taken raping to a whole new level. Rapier Ape is retired. Oh, my He's God. Living... Tell me there isn't a Rapiest Ape. Oh, my God. Rapier Ape is retired, and he's called that because he wields a rapier. He wields another rapist? No, a rapier. But then they find that Rapier Ape is in their system already as a villain. But really, he's like McGilla Gorilla with a Three Musketeers gimmick? Yes. So, like, he's. They find Rapier Ape, he's retired from supervillainy, and he's working at, like, the pirate restaurant from Full House. Yes. Yes. Hey! Like. <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah, it's. It's the pirate episode where, like, Joey doesn't eat his vegetables and they make him walk the plank. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is my deep cut information. <laughs> this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And we got, um, we got Galaxy Quest in here and yeah. Full House is good. And like Mr. Ford and Bigsby, who's like the young, naive, uh, they just kind of go to the restaurant mm-hmm. and just like enjoy the dinner theater as yes. like recon. And then the Exicles come in. And brutally beat up all the actors. And have the police just beat up on Rape Your Ape. Mm-hmm. In something that's like, oh, this is 2008, because uh, less than ten years later, it would look real bad to have that level of police brutality. Yeah. Like, the show is horrifically dated. Yes. I, and, because th- there's a few things in here that I'm like, okay, I think I get what they were parroting at the time. Yeah, and then, like, Chase comes on to Alex. Yes, and there's a whole thing about Alex saying, you know, I'm not even a woman. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I look like, and they keep saying, oh, it matters. And then she turns into Chase. Yes. Have you been reading my J.O. diary? Yeah, like... And, like, that's kind of funny, because the joke is that Chase is a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And, like, okay, that's kind of funny. And then... There's one actual, like, good line in this one where the president is arguing with a sculptor. Right. He doesn't like the, uh, he doesn't like the prototype sculpting. Right. Prototype sculpture. So he asks him to do a new one and then just gives him, like, a barrage of direction. Then he goes, Just take all my vague and contradictory directions and turn them into something the world has never seen before. What's so hard about that? Yes. And that's a funny line. Mm-hmm. 
And that's like a big take that to executive meddling. Yes. Um, but I will say, My Little Pony did that exact scene better. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there's a... Why do I know this? Uh, there's an episode where one of them, the fashion pony, is making dresses. And one of them tells them they want the dress to be 20% cooler. <laughs> okay. But gives them no, uh, no indication of what that means. Because 20% cooler was like a meme for a while. Yeah, I can remember that. Now, I want to point out one thing. Besides the fact that they repeat the joke that rapier, the sword, sounds like the comparative version of rape. Which is a joke they hit a lot and uh, is not did not age well. No. Uh, where we are in culture in 2008, we have not had the rise of the superhero movie really yet. I like believe this have... show was gone before Iron Man even. Right. So, the blockbusters were all action movies. Like the Schwarzenegger shoot first ask questions later type of thing. And this is prime Pirates of the Caribbean time. Yeah, and, and Pirates of the Caribbean. But I'm talking about, like, the Exticles themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a parody of superheroes, but our idea of superheroes didn't doesn't match up now. Because right now we have the MCU, we had, uh, like, Batman Begins had probably existed by then, but, like, not the full trilogy yet. Uh, no, Dark Knight was not even out yet. Yeah. So our ideas of what a superhero were not really there. So really, it's a parody of an action movie. And in action movies, the hero kills everyone with no repercussion. And I think part of the parody here is there's repercussion. Like, it's not just, I killed everyone, I'm the hero. It's, I've killed everyone. Oh, God, you've killed everyone. And I think that's more of the commentary that they were going for. And it makes more sense in 2008 than it does now as senseless violence. Uh, But it's definitely weird where... Because they establish early that, despite the fact that they believe Rapier Ape is the villain, that he's innocent. Yeah. And they beat the hell out of him. And then the cops show up and the cops are like, can I get some shots in too? And then the cops beat the hell out of him to the point where it's like, this is no longer comfortable. No. Like, it, it went past being funny, went past being a parody, and just went to that place of, like, why is this still happening? Yeah, I mean, this show, and, like, it with Me Too and with mm-hmm. police brutality being an epidemic, this show ages sensationally poorly. It, it aged very poorly. Uh, I will say that when I watched it in college, I greatly enjoyed it. And I think part of the, the, the gap here is, one, uh, I know you, you you don't enjoy shows where none of the characters are likable. I liked Alex. Yeah, I know you liked Alex. But I'm saying, like, in general, like, like in Always Sunny, where it's like you're watching people you would never want to meet. Yeah, I, I want to root for someone. You want to root for someone. So, like, I knew you were going to have that, like, problem with this show. Uh, another thing that, like, I think back on this show is... Uh, I have fond memories because it's tied to other shows. Like, it's the spinoff of First Gate Dingo, which I loved. 
which and it's the same people that made C Lab twenty twenty. So like when Alex talks, I know that's Debbie from C Lab. It's also she's also from I Love the Nineties. Is she? Yeah, she's the blonde girl with the glasses. That was on the Daily Show for like a minute. Yes. I always am like, I forget who that is. Rachel Harris. Uh, so, like, there's a part of me who, like, I loved C-Lab in high school. So seeing her play, that voice come out of another blonde cartoon character in the same style, it's kind of like seeing an old friend. Uh, so, like, I have that kind of attachment to it. And the other little bit of defense I will have for this show is Frisky Dingo is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. And I know you hate it. I do. But in my review is this show does not get good until episode four. The first two episodes of Frisky Dingo are okay. The third episode is abysmal. It's horrible. And that's where I couldn't. Uh, And then the fourth episode, it kind of finds its legs because the big thing is running gags and kind of mythology jokes and... One thing that Frisky Dingo always does is they start with a previously on Frisky Dingo, and then they show a scene that's not in the previous episode. Like, they show an abridged version. It's little stuff like that that I'd never seen done in a comedy that makes it so funny. This episode, this show never gets a chance to find its legs in four episodes like it needed to when it was Frisky Dingo. Uh, so I can totally understand why this would not get picked up. Like... It doesn't help that, I mean, I'm, I watch everything with, like, a vaguely feminist critique because, so, like, I always have hard times with shows where, like, it's obvious there was never a woman in the writer's room. Yeah, 100%. And I can tell you that, like. It doesn't matter what I look like. Well, that's what fat chicks say. Yeah, that was rough to hear. (laughs) I'm just like, all right. And, like, for me, there's certain things that are, like. We we know Chase is an idiot. Like, Archer's an idiot. Yes. But the difference is, there's always someone in Archer making sure we know Archer's a bumbling idiot. Yeah. They like, needed a Lana. Yeah. Is what, what's important here. Um, so, uh, you know, this is, that, that was everything. It was only two episodes, and there were only 11 minutes. I can admit that when it comes to this, I have nostalgia goggles on. Yeah. Uh... And, like, in seeing this, it puts me back into that place of being in college and being rowdy and making fun of frat guys and stuff like that. If I saw this for the first time last night when we watched it, I probably would not have enjoyed it. I watched it for the first time last night, and I did not enjoy it. (laughs) Did not enjoy it. Uh, There's one thing that... uh, It's not even like it was offensive. It was more of just, I found a lot of the writing to be very lazy. Right. Like, I know you're like, oh, there's puns. And I was like, rapier and rapier. That's, that's just <laughs> Not one a great pun. pun. Not a great pun. It would have been funny as a one-off joke. Mm-hmm. They based the whole episode on it. It's an entire episode based off of, hey, these words sound similar. Uh, and one thing you say is you that you see the code of Archer in it. Yeah. Like, you see the Archer influence, or how this would influence Archer, and you said, you know, it seems like they've grown up a bit in the in created Archer. 
Uh, I think another big component that separates it is audience. You know, this was written for college kids who are drunk at two in the morning. Because, like, I'm sure... I'm not sure if you found, like, the original air date or original air time. But, like... Adult Swim didn't start till 11 when I was in college, and that first hour was blocked out for Futurama and Family Guy. So this probably came on, like, a Sunday night at midnight, the first time it's ever aired. And, like, that is for kids who had just got home from, uh, going home for the weekend from college. They're back, they have class in the morning, but, eh... Let's throw some back and watch some cartoons. Aired on a Sunday night. Yep. And it was like, it was right after Obama was elected, which is interesting to me. Yeah, because, like, Stan is, is like, they lean into the parody of Bush. Like, they have him reading in front of the children. But the goat couldn't find the train. Can you find the train in this picture? Oh, come on, it's right here. Moving on. What's wrong, Mr. President? Someone is destroying the Rocky Mountains. Most likely with dirtified nuclear bombs. Are we gonna die? Some of you, the lucky ones. The rest will likely become irradiated zombie monsters. You'll indiscriminately eat the brains of the people you once called friends and family. You're sobbing! We're distributing cyanide caplets. Take them at your leisure. They've been made into fun shapes like dinosaurs and rainbows. Kid suicide's hilarious, guys. Ugh. Uh, I also think... That quote is going to be taken out of context if I ever run for office. (laughs) I don't know if even editing could remove the ugh from that. Uh, I also think in 2008... uh, there was a time where you would get a, you would get offended and laugh. Like shock humor was still in. Right. Shock humor is not in anymore. Uh, so, I think that, you know, they would. Everyone was pushing the envelope. Like everyone was seeing how far they could go. Right. And. Uh, it turns out that if you push it enough, eventually we, we as a society go, enough! Can you just tell me a story? Right. <laughs> this aired at midnight. Yeah, I nailed it. And 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, they, they always repeated. And uh, its lead-in was Super Jail. And its lead-out was Assy McGee. Assy <laughs> McGee. Oh, God. That, was, that one was too much for me. Thought that was stupid. I have never been a big adult swim. Yeah, you weren't an adult swimmer. No, I was never a big adult. Like, the only show I really like an adult swim is because they re-air Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I mean, like... Which I do love. When I was in college, I was in a big adult, adult swimmer. And you could see them kind of pushing the envelope, not into shock of just like, how little of a show can we create? That people would watch. Yeah, it's... Because, like, they came out with Tom Goes to the Mayor, which wasn't animated. It was just stills with audio over it. And uh, 
12 ounce mouse which looked like it was drawn by like a two year old and so like it was um it was very post postmodern where they were even questioning what a cartoon was garbage was it garbage? They were like, well, can garbage be a cartoon? And now we're, now we're at the point where we're like, no, <laughs> we want stories. No, I'm sorry. Postmodern is when you question what something is. Post Postmodern is when you're like, I'd like a story, Did please. I say postmodern? That was a lie. I've been post-postmodern since junior high. Thank you, MC Lars. Credit to MC Lars, because yes. I love him. Uh, so, yeah, The Exticles is... In a, yeah, like if it it exists in a vacuum of that specific time, if you're that specific age and had those specific uh, relations to those specific things, um, but overall, it should probably stay doomed. It should absolutely stay doomed. Like the it, the show is bad. It's, they figured it out in Archer. I would literally rather watch another season of anything else we've watched so far. Even I Want to Marry Harry. I don't, I don't know if I could do that to myself. No, see, I Want to Marry Harry is dumb. But, like, at least there's moments where it's kind of redeeming. Mm-hmm. I hate the show, guys. Yeah, I know you hate the show. Did you find out any interesting trivia? Uh, there's a lot of controversy on to why it was canceled. Okay. Uh, there, some people think that, uh, Jeff Reed, or Adam Reed, crap, I closed my tab that had my research on it. Uh, but they thought one of the key players for, uh, Frisky Dingo was taking a hiatus and x Schools was supposed to kind of fill the hiatus. Yes, I remember hearing that the voice actor for Killface had a family emergency is what I remember hearing. And then uh, they basically had to try to do Frisky Dingo without Killface, who was the main character. So they came up with Exticles. And it was supposed to be kind of like the in-between until they see what happened in space. Yes, uh, Adam Reed, who plays Xander Cruz, was the person who was going on uh, hiatus. Xander Cruz. Did he also play Killface? Um see here oh that's once he wrote for yeah he was Xander Cruz and Killface yeah he was both so you couldn't really do the show without who I believe was also Stormy in uh, C-Lab he was a Verge and Wally Gator in general number two oh I thought he was Stormy beard guy Mardok? Alright, my bad. Uh, in any case, uh, yeah, I remember hearing that, and then I remember we saw the, the show, and then we were wondering why there wasn't more episodes. Because it's rare that they would do a show like this, and then nothing would come of it. And then I remember just finding out, like, oh, the studio closed. Yeah. Like, they're done. 7030 Studios did close. And then I was like, oh, that's a shame. And then all of a sudden it was like, yo, they all got back together and they're at FX now. Yeah. So, Which makes me wonder if this was just 
uh, Adult Swim not wanting to pay them. Because that is something that Adult Swim loves to do. Yeah. Just not pay people. Uh, because there was a time where Venture Brothers was going to go to FX. God, I wish they would have. I wish they would have too. Maybe we would we'd have, have it. <laughs> Maybe we'd have a season, what, six or seven are we on now? I think we're on, I think season seven is in the works. That show came out in 2003. Yeah, I remember like, I was still living at home. Yeah, 2003. I was still living at home like pre-college. When yeah, that- I was in high school. And Same. I was like, and I remember seeing the pilot and being like, Venture Brothers is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I remember calling my friend Mike McLean. And being like, dude, did you see this Venture Brother thing? And he's like, no, I was asleep. We're high schoolers, and it's like one in the morning. I, and I enjoy Venture Brothers. Like, that's mm-hmm. what the, like, exception to the rule with Adult Swim originals. Yeah. I mean, because it's solid parody. Um, a- anything else in, in terms of trivia about... Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, this show ran... At midnight, once on a Sunday. Yeah, I, I will say that there. I think more characters were supposed to show up. The opening does show the guy who owns the laundromat in Frisky Dingo, but he never shows up in either of these episodes. Uh, so I think they were supposed to play some sort of a role at some point. Uh, it, it does make me curious, knowing how long it took Frisky Dingo to get going, that if Exicles did get going, if there would be, like, a strong story that showed up. Yeah. Uh, but they they did the thing they did with Frisky Dingo even more of they made the first couple episodes very difficult and, like, something that would turn a viewer off. Yeah, like, I thought if the Sun Yeti had survived yeah. and been like, oh, they're gonna have to face this Yeti later, like... Instead, it was kill him off for a cheap punchline. Yeah. Violence as a punchline is a big thing in, in Adult, Adult Swim, Swim at this time. Because you said the lead-in was Super Jail. Yeah. Super Jail was unbelievably violent. I've never watched an episode uh, yeah, of Super Yeah, you Jail. should never watch an episode of Super Jail. And uh, Metalocalypse was on at this time. I was forbidden. You straight sh- forbidden to watch Metalocalypse by my, uh, my, my buddy Mike. Yeah. Like, as someone that I know has very vivid nightmares... Uh, you should never see Metalocalypse uh, because it's just a lot of gory death there. And uh, yeah, that that was just, you know, of its time was very funny. Like, if you put on a pedestal the best shows of Adult Swim, people will say Metalocalypse and people will say uh, uh, Aqua Teen and uh, some people will say Sea Lab. And you see... Exicles trying to be all those things mm-hmm. uh, and just not getting there. So, yeah. Uh, stay doomed. Stay, do- like, stay doomed. Go away. But keep making Archer. Archer's good. If you watched all of Frisky Dingo, maybe give it a look. If you watched all of Frisky Dingo, why? Don't talk crap about Frisky Dinko. It's good. You just have to watch four episodes. And I know that's dumb, but, like, you put the work in. I'm sorry. I have to put the work in to get something out of a cartoon? Yes! Ugh. I know. It's weird. I just tell people to skip the first season of Parks and Rec. Yep. Yeah, I, I was going to make that example. The problem is... 
But you can skip the first season of Parks and Rec. You can skip it. That, like, the whole point of Frisky Dingo is they're going to reference stuff from earlier. It's kind of like... Uh, no, you never see Mark Brendenowitz again. Yeah, exactly. And you shouldn't. It's kind of like how whenever you buy a Telltale game, how the first chapter sucks because nothing matters yet. And then when you play the second chapter, you're like, Ah, crap! I shouldn't have said that to that one guy in the first chapter. I have trouble with those games because of that. Same! Because I get super bored in the first chapter, and if something doesn't grab my attention or charm me... Yeah. So, so what I'm saying to you is, if you've never seen this show, but you loved Frisky Dingo, go ahead and get an extra half hour of a Frisky Dingo-like show that you didn't know existed. If you haven't, don't bother to put the work in to watch two seasons of a show to watch a show that's honestly not that great. Ugh. Hey, Laura. Yeah? So that was the first body we dug up here in the animation plot. Oh my god, the adult animation plot's terrible. We, it's been... We've watched less than 30 minutes! We've watched less than 30 minutes... A single episode of I Want to Marry Harry was longer than everything we had to talk about for this episode. Is it spoopy month yet? No, that's October. I want spoopy month. How can you judge all cartoons based off of 22 minutes of a thing you didn't like? Why are you so mad at me? Hey, Laura. Yes. Here we are in the animation plot. Uh... I'm going to go ahead and bury this, uh, this Exticles body. What should we be digging up? What shall we be digging up next week on the show? Next week we will be digging up The Good Family, a short-running Fox sitcom meant to be to liberals what King of the Hill was to conservatives. Very interesting. Very. Is it, uh, Judd, not Judd Apatow, is it the guy who made, uh, King of the Hill? What the heck is his name? Michael Judge? Mike Judge, yes. I believe it is. Yep, yep it is. Mike Judge. Excuse me, I made him Michael. I made him <laughs> fancy. Well, it's the good family. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, if you want to watch along, go ahead and watch The Good Family, and uh, we'll be talking about that next week. Where can we be reached? We can be reached via email at uh, Show at gmail.com. And we can be reached on Twitter at Stay Doomed. Yeah. And if you want to just talk to me about Exticles, I'm at TV's Noah. And if you want to complain about misogynist practices in Adult Swim, I'm at Priorities. Thank you, and until next time, stay doomed. Boosh! Ugh. <laughs>